Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I am usually here with your tips and tricks for content marketing. And today's tips and tricks that I have for you involve project management. And I know most of you are probably thinking, what does project management have anything to do with my content marketing? Well, it's pretty much the underlying foundation of how all things get done, especially if you're working within teams. Heck, even if you're working by yourself, I find myself using a lot of the same resources, same tools, same software, etc., etc. I repeat these processes regardless if I'm an individual or working in groups. And one of the big things I think that changed my life many years ago and I was just recently, I got to attribute this, as I do a lot of these shows, have to do with some of the things I, I read because I'm constantly in you know different trade magazines, different things that I dabble in with hobby, hobbies and whatnot. And one of the magazines I was reading is PC Magazine. They had an article, and it dates back into September of this year, on how to kill email with the right project management software. Now, this is something that I already subscribed to, and I'm not going to read you verbatim this article. I'm going to give you my spin, my thoughts, my two cents on it, because you know what? I agree with most of what is here, and when it comes to email, kill it with fire. Kill text messages with fire while you're at it too. You know, there's nothing worse than if you're trying to collaborate within a group and you're trying to manage a project than to muddy the waters with all of these different individual messages coming at you from 50 different directions. I'm going to give you an example. And I started doing this many, many, many years ago when Facebook first introduced groups. And of course, everybody was on Facebook and wanted their, didn't mind their personal information, you know, being associated with the project that we were working with, but as things grow, that becomes a little difficult. But it was an easy way to get messages out to say, oh, I was working with probably at least 30 people with this particular project and trying to get opinions with different people on different facets of said project. And, you know, Facebook for that time, being able to Number one, know that you can go to one solitary place, you have a link, and you can go there and find all of the information rather than try and sift through chain emails, oftentimes grouped depending on the software you're using for your email, and try and figure out who said what, when, why, how. It was a lot easier to find things. It was a lot easier to know if it was being seen, things of that nature. I could tell people, hey, hit the like button if you read this. And then you knew that everybody was getting the message, okay? And then if you had to shoot individual messages, I could do that through Facebook Messenger. Now there's all kinds of different software. Obviously, Facebook may not work in certain business applications, nor may you want your personal Facebook uh, tied into any of your business dealings because, as I eventually found out, then going on Facebook meant I was going to read something about this and it was uh, this project. No matter what day, uh, if I'm off from work, if it's you know a certain time in the evening and I don't want bothered with it, you, you couldn't disengage. It was with you 24/7. So you got to keep that in mind as well. And you know these are different things too. Where as I get into this, and this is basically I want to I want to tell you the crux of this is to kill email. And like I said, kill it with fire. 
and this goes for some other stuff too, because getting people on the same page, as I mentioned, the Facebook groups thing, it eventually fizzled out. Why? Some people didn't have Facebook. So some people started to text message me. Worse, there's people who send me direct messages on Twitter. Do you have any idea how many Twitter accounts that I manage in, by myself? Uh, I probably have at least the ones that are tied to my phone that I want some instant access to. I probably have at least six. And so if you send me messages through there, I started shutting that down because I get like a lot of spam and stuff. And then I was missing messages, which isn't good either. Then I got to think, well, did Bob uh, send me this through Facebook? Did Sally send me this through Twitter? Did Jim send me this through a, a text message or an email? And it became a, a giant colossal mess. Not to mention when you start tying things in like Dropbox, Google Drive, Microsoft OneDrive, all these different cloud platforms. You, you're just all over the place. It's a tangled spider web. So when I was starting to read this email or read this article from PC Magazine about getting rid of email, I, I was I was kind of intrigued because I don't know that the light bulb went off to tell everyone here on this show basically some of the things that I have done in the past. I've been doing this the whole time, and I think the two just kind of connected where, hey, I got to tell people that email is just a pain in the butt. And the subhead for this particular article is reducing email can improve communication if you replace it with the right tool. That is very true. You have to have the right tool. And I could recommend a few. I've recommended some on this program before, but I think it's a good refresher uh, to bring those up again. It also says for many teams, using one of the best project management services is the best is the better choice. And there's a bunch of those too. Uh, keep in mind. I don't make a penny off of recommending anything here on this show. It's just my personal recommendations. Oftentimes, the services may be at a premium or they may be available for free. Pay for them if you would like. It's not my call. I get nothing out of it, okay? It's just these are things I enjoy and these are things that I think can help you effectively manage your content marketing because it is a project basically if you're trying to come up with a certain graphic let's talk about just a graphic that has a quotation from it you're trying to pull we want to use an abraham lincoln quote you got to find the right quote that you're going to put on there you got to find the right photo you got to make the right size you got to get the graphic designers involved what colors are with that do you have a company logo or any other type of attribution or or a slogan or anything else that's going to be involved with this and just going with emails back and forth. You don't even know who's replying to what. And then it, it, does it shoot off into space? It doesn't get sent. It doesn't end up in junk mail. When you start using some of this software, it's in one repository. It's in one place. And you can gather all of these materials and things I think tend to best work in motion. Even if you're doing this by yourself, this is one of these things where you find something, you throw it there, then you're not looking for an email. Or <laughs> if you're low tech, you're not looking for one of the 50 post-it notes that are you know skewed, all strewn about your desk. I like words like that, by the way. So email is no different. And I'm going to read a little, uh, a few excerpts here from this PC Magazine article. Uh, email increases stress. Yes, it does. <laughs> Creates unnecessary work. Yes, it does. Waste of time. And makes people feel overwhelmed. Why is that? Because when you're reading some of these things, even in text, uh, or you're reading them out of context or out of order, it's just all over the place. You're trying to find things. Maybe some you think somebody's yelling at you. Uh, and then, of course, just trying to find the right message or whatever. If you lost it or deleted it, then you got to resend things. 
it's unnecessary. It, it's just, it's a mess. And we all know the persons out there that have 1,300 messages in their inbox, half of them, 600 or so, still unread. <laughs> and they, they'll never be able to find some of this stuff and things get, you know, they fall through the cracks. So this is another reason for using some project management software and killing the email with fire. I, I, I cannot say that enough. I Like, there are certain things that email is good for. And even, you know, with these project management tools, oftentimes you can get an email update if you're so tied to getting email. But I think in this day and age, you know, we're used to pulling up apps people, you know, they're on Facebook or they're on Instagram all the time. And it's just, this is just tapping your thumb on one other thing that you can look and update. And it gives you that was that dopamine or whatever thing that we always have to keep looking and looking and looking and we're obsessed with this stuff. Well, you could do it with this if you would like as well. For myself personally, I have do not disturb on my phone. I go throw it in a drawer somewhere else in the house and relax in the evening, especially after the kids in bed. So anyway, <laughs> it's one way to disconnect. Uh, obviously, you won't be getting email if you were doing that anyhow. But then again, if you put all this into a basket such as that, you're not getting all these email alerts on projects in the middle of the night too. If you still have like your phone, all you're doing is, is you're going to tap your thumb on that app instead to get your updates. This way, you're not interrupted in the middle of a TV show, a sports event, a movie, and you know it distracts you. All of a sudden, it takes your mind completely off of what you're watching and it spoils your enjoyment, your ability to relax. That increases stress. Kill email with fire, I say. So... Continuing this article, it's talking about how organizations have started to move away from email in favor of like team messaging apps, such as Slack or other workplace communication tools. If you are not familiar with Slack, it's one of my favorites, although it can be, in some cases, especially on a free tier, maybe oversimplified for some things. Um, Microsoft Teams is another one that I have used because people are in that kind of workspace, you know, where they have Office 365 subscriptions. It's included. It used to be Skype for business. It's a little more complicated than Slack, but it also offers a lot of add-ons and additional tools. You've heard me mention Trello in here too before, and I'll talk about that in a few moments because that's one of my favorites. But of course, whatever works for you. I know folks who work primarily Dropbox, you know, that's one of the ones where you're putting files in there and now you could even leave comments and notes within the individual files. And there's a lot of team and collaboration tools, uh, particularly if you get into the business uh, end or the business tier of you know, the paid service with Dropbox too. And there's several others by any means. You may find one that works better for you. Go for it. It's just the whole idea is, is that finding the right tool affects whether your team will be able to kill the email. <laughs> so project management software is part of the solution. And people are asking what's project management software. It uh, is something that Pretty much it lives in the cloud. It's online. It's a tool the teams use to track work. And it's anything from, you know, a piece of software for managing work like a Microsoft project to a basic to-do checklist app. Microsoft to-do took over. They purchased uh, Wonderlist many years ago. That was one. I think there's Todoist is another checklist app that has a lot of uh, features to it. And I'm trying to think. Uh, Toodle-do was another one that I'd used for a long time also. It's almost like having a grocery checklist list. And then when you're thinking of things, you put it on the list and then you don't forget it. Of course, I've always mentioned Evernote before too. Evernote is something that may work for you depending on application as well and can also be shared 
uh, but you know, I don't think it works as well in a team environment individually. It would be pretty good for you to manage, manage a project if you're on your own doing this sort of thing. So, uh, anyways, uh, some of the other apps I mentioned Trello already. There's Asana, there's Airtable, and Basecamp. Uh, they're not maybe thought of as project management applications, but they can be used that way. Trello has lists, they have boards, they have individual cards you could use for projects. You could tie team members into it, you could comment, you could put attachments, you can install a calendar. I think those are the biggest things too, is being able to have the following. Now, being able to communicate like in a chat text message type group setting, I think is very important along with the direct messaging aspect. Microsoft Teams, Slack, they give you all of those. You can put, uh, you can make individual groups or channels or meeting rooms or whatever you want to call them for individual projects. You could have only those folks who are involved in that, even if you have a larger team. If it's like working on a graphic and you have somebody that's not a graphic person, they don't need to be included in that particular channel or group, okay? Uh, you could have attachments, links, all these different things. They all go in. And they're all contained within this program, such as Slack. Uh, Trello allows you to do a lot of those same things, too. I think importantly, when you're doing this kind of stuff is you need to be able to see if everyone's, uh, you know, you're able to keep track of the work. You need to see if tasks are being completed. You could still see what is still needed to be done, what the deadlines are. I think Primarily, a calendar is one of the biggest things that needs to be tied into some of these different uh, programs and whatnot. And Trello will do that. Microsoft also has Planner. They're like pretty much cloning everything that everyone else does. I expect like Google to follow suit. I don't know uh, if Apple will. For those of you who are on the Mac and Apple platforms, you have reminders and you have a few other things that tie together pretty decently. I believe reminders actually ties into the Microsoft, or not Microsoft, I'm sorry, the Apple Maps um, environment as well. So anyways, I just kind of want to put a bow on this because I don't want to get too long-winded and overwhelm you yourself with all of these different programs. You're going to have to see what works for you uh, yourself. But just in closing, the article kind of went with why email's bad for projects. Uh, they say it's not different from regular mail, except it's faster. And think about what email is good at providing. Asynchronous communication with a paper trail, document delivery. Now, think about all the things that you need to be able to follow if you're managing a project. You need to know who's available. You need to know how much work each worker currently has assigned to them and when it's due. You need to know their progress and what's already assigned. You need that calendar with the deadlines, and you need to be able to prioritize and reprioritize tasks based on the needs of the project. I know a lot of people <laughs> have used spreadsheets for this type of stuff in the past. This is like really no different in some ways, except maybe it's in the cloud. You could access it from a smartphone or a tablet or a laptop or a computer, however it may be. You don't have a file that's just saved somewhere, and this can be collaborated on and worked on by different people with different logins and different accounts. So that differs a lot from email interruptions because you could kind of check this on your own time. It's not just going to pop up in the middle with a ding or a notification or anything like I mentioned that's uh, going to distract you. And you don't have to, you know, make sure, you know, some if something's not urgent, so to speak, you don't have to stay on top of it or you don't feel as compelled to immediately respond to it. You can work on your task, come back, and then make note of it, leave comments, 
after you've already completed your task or when you have an update on your task, of course. And this article kind of keeps going with this too. It says several studies show that using email takes up around 30% of a knowledge worker's day. That time is spread evenly throughout the day rather than being in discrete chunks. In other words, email interrupts us constantly and interruptions usually have a net negative effect. Gee, you think? Uh, although it might not be in the way you assume. Interruptions make people feel more stressed and like they have a bigger workload than they actually do. People also feel greater frustration and time pressure. The way people interrupt interact with email also leads to wasted time. We lose time and we have to reread the same email that we scanned earlier in the day because we forgot what it said. If you forget what the date is for a key deliverable, digging it out of email takes time. What if the email you dig up is an old one and the date has since moved forward a week? Oh, that's one of the worst too. So you have a project management tool and you change the date for three days, you know, later. You kick it, you kick the can down the road, right? But you're looking at an old email because that's what came up when you had to search through the 1,300 emails in the inbox or folder. Just absolute garbage. It's so bad. So your communication is very key. Juggling all of these tasks are very key. I think it. I think some of the things that I mentioned for for you earlier here, as far as being able to have something where you could chat or message, uh, either individually or as a group, contained within a single piece of software. Being able to send attachments and being able to have a calendar, those are the key items that you need in order to wrap your arms around all of this. And of course, you could take this anywhere, which may be very helpful with this content marketing thing is like a side hustle for you. It's in addition to your other business tasks and it starts to feel a little overwhelming. You're kind of putting it in a box and you only open it when you need to. I hope this was a very informative episode for you. Of course, if you have any questions, you know where to find me over at joekuzma.com. As always, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the show. And until next time, I always encourage my listeners to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi, folks. This is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry. You're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.